Legal discussion on tip today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mel on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. John Lynch from Lynch Solicitors joining me now. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Good to talk to you today. Some new yeah. rules on medical negligence, John. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got sidetracked because I actually, when somebody rang me yesterday and asked me what would I talk about, I said I would talk about uh, the new rules on MedNeg. And there's quite a few of them, actually, in the pipeline. But I, um, I'll, I'll get to that now in a sec. But mm. I got sidetracked because this came from a query on the website where somebody was asking the question, of how do you deal with uh, catastrophic injuries and what exactly and why are they at this and what, how do you deal with the future costs and things like that. And that kind of prompted me to have a look at it because this all came from the uncertainty around the way that compensation is dealt with in Ireland, if you know what I mean, because up to very, very recently, 2017, in fact, if you, and it's fairly current when you think about it because they have overhauled and looked at the whole area of compensation mm. payments and the amount of compensation payments, and I have to say I was delighted to hear that the junior minister was working with the insurance companies to get the premiums down to match the reductions that they're proposing in the I, won't, I won't hold my breath for that but no, mm. no but it's nice to it's nice to think that at least there's a balance there in terms mm. of trying to make sure that the punter gets the benefit of all this because that after so. all is what it's all about you know mm. but anyway that's that's the end of the sermon from the mount mm. I'll go back to the med neg changes but you see when you're talking about you know a case and people often say to me god that was a lot of money that so and so got or whatever and, you know, the case is always highlight, highlighted or, high, you know, the, the, the line that you see is always the amount, the end figure. But, of course, that figure is always made up of two things. It's always made up of a kind of a pain and suffering, what we call pain and suffering, which is kind of what's in the business called general damages. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a general figure for, for the actual being involved in the accident. And then there's the special side of it, as in, you know, the out-of-pocket expenses. And this is a huge feature when you're talking about medical negligence type cases where there's a lot of, you know, future cost elements to it. And this came in for a lot of criticism because for two reasons, and there were two sides to the, the, the kind of looking at this. One side of it was that there was a lot of uncertainty. I mean, you know, in awful of the cases, it was actually you were into a crystal ball. You were you had two different arguments from two different sides as to what exactly was the level that should the damages should be at. And the difficulty about that, of course, is that they could be too small, and they mightn't cover a situation. And an awful lot of catastrophic injuries, well, not an awful lot of exaggeration, but in a number of catastrophic mm. injury cases, people would actually run out of money. So. They, like I was talking to you about the fact that, I, you know, when they introduced the changes to the level of compensation payable for general damages, I mean, they introduced this change following on from their suggestions of reducing the level of damages to looking at making what we call periodic payments uh, for future care costs, which makes a huge amount of sense. And they actually introduced it in the uh, in 2017. Would you explain that to us, John, what exactly the, Basic, that is? 
Yeah, but basically what you're looking at, Fran, is that, okay, there's the, the, the catastrophe itself and the pain and suffering that somebody has on a day-by-day basis mm. uh, to do with the injury that they're suffering from. But then there's the actual practicalities of the cost of care. So you're going to have all the future costs that people will have, mm. you know, for... And this is obviously you're in a situation here where people have future medical treatment. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have AIDS and appliances going into the future. And, you know, so this was an introduction. It came in fairly quietly, but it's a very significant uh, step by the legal system to deal with this because basically what, what you now have is you have uh, a statutory basis for making a payment, if you like, on a year-by-year basis and to vary it depending on if there's a change in circumstances. So you can have what they call stepped payments. So if somebody reaches a certain age or if somebody goes to primary school or somebody goes to, to you know, usual stages that you might have mm-hmm. in the changes in people's life. So this is this is exactly what was brought in here. So it covers uh, a much more sophisticated and much uh, more effective way of dealing with realistically compensating people. Because when you're looking at the others, you know, the equation that we were looking at in terms of looking at the general damage figures and reducing them, I mean, at the heart of that, on the other side, the coin, and as you know, every coin has two sides, and the reality of it is that on the other side of the coin for reducing general damages is the side of the coin that says that as a country we feel that we should compensate people for injuries that they've received and the only issue is the level of compensation but I don't think anybody would dispute that somebody should be compensated for it. So this this was trying to deal with the conundrum that you'd be faced with where somebody would require uh, future costs that you can't really anticipate. Well, that makes it a variable then, John. Well, so does, so how, how do you put an... You can't put an overall compensation sort of well, award you, then, can you? you? You put in a framework for the award. Ah, right, OK. Yeah, so you put in a framework that says these are the costs that need to be addressed, but you have recourse to review them if there's a change in the circumstances. And you you build in factors like, you know, CPI, you know, consumer price right. changes. And uh, who adjudicates that? And do you have to go back to the court again then if there's a deterioration, for example? And, well, yes, if there is, if there's a significant change, you would, you would go back to the court to deal with it. Or you can deal with it by consenting. Yes. I mean, Quite a number of these things are dealt with from a practical basis on a day-by-day administrative basis. You'd be going in on a consent application. Mm. I mean, the other side to it, of course, as you can imagine, is the whole security side of it. And mm. what I mean by that is that, you know, you want to make sure that the funds are there to deal with it when it comes, if there is a significant change. And they, they cover that as well. I suppose all I would be saying is that it's, it's interesting that there's such a movement for change now. I mean, I'm often accused... Uh, as the Lord, you know, the, you know the law is an ass, and mm. it doesn't with mm. the times. But I think this is. A, I mean, there, 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 there have been two significant changes in the last recent past that have highlighted the fact that we're in a moving and changing environment from a legal point of view, which I think is great because it, it moves things into a much more acceptable basis mm. from from the 
people who are the recipients. But of it's service. it's very early days, John, to yes. to adjudicate whether or not this is 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 going to work properly. Oh yeah, but I mean, again, I suppose it depends whether we're talking about the level of general damages or whether we're talking about this this particular indexation system and periodic payment system has worked very well. Mm. But it's funny, it prompted, it came, it's, it's, I always think, I mean, what makes my job so interesting is uh, when, you know, when I started first, um, the beauty of the internet and the website is there's two sides. It, it's like that coin I keep telling you, there's a plus and a minus to it, but the beauty of it is you get some really interesting queries coming in from people. Uh, sometimes people expect you to, to give them a definitive answer on mm. something which is virtually impossible. But, I mean, some of the, the questions, I mean, there was, a, there was a query that came in, and I'm, I'm diverting now away from the med neg side just for a second, but there was a query that came in when we were talking about the whole change in the level of quantum that you were talking about. And it was a very practical question that came in from somebody and said, well, what exactly does that mean to me if I have a claim that's currently uh, in in being, if you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's a very interesting one because, and it led me to have a look at the methodology or the legal framework within which things come into being or come into play, if you yes. know what I mean. So in other words, you know, the fact that you, you hear it on the radio, you hear it on the telly, it's publicised, etc. When does it actually hit the statute books? When does it become law? And when it does become law, what exactly does that law mean? And one of the things I learned a long, long time ago when I was in college, and I hope not too long, but <laughs> when I was in college, I studied jurisprudence, I remember, and I was all fascinated with it. And it's the kind of, you know, theoretical study of law. And one of the fundamental differences between the this was the example they gave. One of the fundamental differences between Russia uh, at the time, the USSR, uh, and I'm sure my age now, but hmm. USSR and Ireland. What was the what was the essential difference between those two jurisdictions from a legal point of view? And one of the essential differences in is is that in the USSR you could introduce retrospective retrospectivity in legislation mm. so in other words suddenly overnight you could suddenly you could find that you're subject to a law that makes what you, you you're doing a crime and therefore you could be a prison for it um, or you could be doing something uh, which suddenly has consequences from a mm. civil point of view whereas in Ireland our legislation doesn't uh, and doesn't apply from a constitutional point of view you can't introduce, some, make something that's mm. already done, if you like. So the question that, that was asked, that's a very long-winded way of getting to the question, the question was asked, you know, when is this going to, and how is it going to apply? And the answer when I checked it is really down to how it's enacted and what exactly the, the statutory instrument, which is the legal... Right. A number of different ways. So this is somebody who's in the midst in, in in the midst of a claim, and and they're they're concerned as to whether this will affect them or not. Correct. Right. Exactly. But when you say in the midst of a claim, you see the question is, there are, there are two jurisdictions or two mechanisms that deal with claims in in the context of our system. Mm. There is the injuries board and there's the court system. So the question, the tiny question is that if it's within the injuries board system, is it going to fall foul of the new um, rules or is 
is it if it's in the court system, does it fall, etc. So that that's the question. And of course, I can't give you the answer until the statute is right. And and when does that kick in then, John? They haven't published the statutory instrument as of yet. Okay, but it's it's imminent. I'm told it's imminent. Right. And when it comes in, uh, I was going to say I'm not a bad man, but I would imagine when it comes in, you'll probably follow the line just so that I'm not frightening the hell out of people out there. But I would imagine it will follow the line of previous statutory instruments in this type of area. It would say that as and from that date, any proceedings that are issued uh, will be subject to the new guidelines. So what that usually means, and of course this is up to debate until you see the statutory instrument, it, what it means then is that any legal issue paperwork as opposed to injury board, so any court documents that are issued, that they, they won't be subject to the new rules if they're already issued. But if they're not issued, they will be. So that's... Very interesting as always. John, thanks very much indeed for your time. That's John Lynch from Lynch Solicitors with those uh, new rules on medical negligence. 1800-938-007. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie